Welcome to the Lincoln Baptist Daily Reading Program. Today is day 140, looking at 2 Samuel 5 and 6 and Acts chapter 28. We first head into 2 Samuel. David is now king over Israel. His earthly kingdom and might grew not because he had any great power, but because the Lord was with him. The Lord blessed his position on earth, and therefore all his success belonged to the Lord. So successful was David that when he went into battle, he won. David, it seems, could do no wrong. That is until we get to the matter of the Ark of the Covenant. It had been captured and it was no longer with the people. David brought all the key people together in the land and decided it was time to bring the Ark back to the centre of God's people. Really a great plan all round, except seemingly ignorant, David forgot that the Lord had very strict instructions as to how the Ark should be moved. Clearly from the text we see that David did not honour God in these matters. They may seem small, but the ark was not carried properly, nor carried by the right people. Worse still, it was touched when it should never have been touched. And because of all of this, Uzzah ends up losing his life out of blatant disobedience to the Lord. And David learns a clear lesson in this. No matter how small or how big, the Lord's commands are absolute and should be obeyed. That is true for us today. I think we tend to ignore the parts of the Bible we do not like or do not understand. Yet it's all God's word and it should all be obeyed. In John 14, 15, we're told that if we love the Lord, then we keep his commands. Not just the obvious ones, not just the easy ones, but all the commands of God. I would encourage each of us to see this in David. Ignorance to the command of God does not mean the Lord will be lenient. Instead, through the Spirit of God, we have an opportunity and a duty to seek the will of God and in love, obey it. Let's head into the book of Acts. I wonder... Did the book of Acts finish in the way you thought it would? There are three main sections in this chapter. First are the miraculous moments of Paul. We see how he was bitten by a viper, yet didn't become sick, and how he healed a man by placing his hands on him. These miracles are not because Paul is God, as the people thought, but the God he serves is all-powerful. The second element of the chapter is Paul's journey to Rome. Remember, he's on the way to Caesar to have one final trial, hoping to find freedom from that trial, but ultimately he's going due to the will of God. We see yet another boat trip and yet more stopovers. But the most interesting element is the third, Paul's interaction with the Jewish community and Jewish leaders. It seems that the news of Paul hasn't travelled all that far. In fact, Paul is not known to this Jewish community. Instead, they're intrigued by what he might say. So enter the boldness of Paul once again. He seizes the opportunity and boldly proclaims the gospel to them, trying to convince them of salvation in Jesus. And as we've seen, there was a split view. Some believed and others didn't. However, this wasn't the end of Paul's ministry. Instead, he stays there for over two years, sharing the gospel with anyone that would visit him, telling him the gospel and leading them to Jesus. It seems like quite an odd ending, doesn't it, to the book of Acts? Why did Paul not get his trial? Was Paul freed? How did Paul live in such a situation for so long? Now, these are good questions, but I would say these are the wrong questions to ask. For the story of Acts is not about Paul, and the story of Paul is not even about him. It's about the gospel that spread across the land, the gospel that transformed lives, and the gospel that was boldly proclaimed. We're not to focus on Paul. He is the messenger. We're to focus on the message. Which leads me to consider this. Do we tend to make more of a fuss about ourselves and others, or about the message we share? You see, our life shouldn't be about ourselves but it's about the one who saved us. And I think when we grasp this, we suddenly realise just how self-centred we can be. For it's not about us, 
our wants or even our life. It is about Jesus and the gospel message of salvation in his name. So what do you make more of a fuss about? Yourself or Jesus? Let's pray about these things. Father, we do indeed thank you for the example of the Apostle Paul and his boldness to preach the gospel in every situation. Father, we pray that we would be that bold and we pray that we wouldn't make a fuss about our lives, but about the message of Jesus and salvation in his name. Father, we pray that you would help us be obedient to your word, that we would take it seriously and that we would understand that you're a righteous God seeking righteousness from his people. And Father, we therefore thank you for Jesus because we know it's through Jesus that we can be counted as righteous. But Father, help us be obedient, help us be faithful, and we pray that this would bring you the glory that you deserve. We pray this in your name. Amen.